Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. To go into the message this morning, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you. I exalt your name. I glorify your name once again. Your word is life and spirit. And God, I'm demanding, God, that even as this word comes forth, may people receive impartation, transformation, and healing to their systems in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, we continue with our study on life is in the cluster. That's what we're dealing with. And our test remains the same, Isaiah 65 is number 8. There is life in the cluster. We're trying to emphasize this point that you don't just take your gathering together like a social gathering. God is not seeing it that way. When you come together, when the Lord intends you to come together, there are things that he implements, there are things that he manifests. He reveals some things to each and every one of us that ordinarily we don't know. The things that you cannot get all by yourself by not being in the congregation of the people of God. And so we're reading this, but I would like us to take it to the... Can we try this from the NIV and then we'll try it again from the message translation. There are some things that are very emphatic in this particular passage. NIV. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes, and men say, don't destroy it. There is yet some good in it. So will I do in behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. But because of some good that is still found within the atmosphere, within the house, within the congregation, even if there was the need to destroy God said I won't destroy it because there is some good in it and I'm trying to make us understand that our coming together actually bring protection to so many of us unknown to us we receive what we are not even qualified for just because we are connected to the body that's why it's important that you don't disconnect yourself in any way don't allow anything to pull you back, to discourage you, to frustrate you. Because there are things you receive that ordinarily you are not qualified for. But just being part of the congregation of the children of God. Amen. Let's look at it from the Amplified Translation. I'm going to read three translations before I move on. Amplified Translation. Thus says the Lord, as the Jews of the grape is found in a cluster. And one said, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. I want you to keep on looking at that. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. Now go to the message translation. There is a blessing in it. That's the point I want you to see. Message translation. Praise the Lord. But just as one bad apple 
doesn't ruin the whole bushel. There are still plenty of good apples left. Hallelujah. So I will preserve those in Israel who obey me. I won't destroy the whole nation. Amen. One bad apple doesn't ruin the whole bushel. I want you to understand this. So that is to say, even in a congregation, we all are not perfect. But God does not see the imperfect ones. He sees the perfect ones and do what he needs to do for the whole people. Are you getting what I'm saying here? One apple cannot destroy the whole bushel. And because of that, there is plenty of good apples left. No matter what happens. God wants you to understand that no matter what happens, His intention is to preserve His people. Praise the living God. So, I will preserve those in Israel who are by me. I won't destroy the whole nation. Now I want to show you something in relation to this. From the book of Matthew chapter 13 verse 33. From the King James Version. The word Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Matthew 13 verse 33. Another parable he spake unto them. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a living, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a living, and the mature and the effect of living, you need to understand. I mean, the nature of living. Living is that same thing maybe you put on your bread to bake it. He's saying the kingdom of God is just like that. That means it has some effects, some qualities. So when you come in here, what God is doing is, is allowing the living of the kingdom to live in your situation. By that I mean, there is a transmission of righteousness. There's an imputation of righteousness. From God, because you are in the midst of His people. But as I mean, assuming you are not righteous, but you are in the midst of His people, right in the kingdom, He transmits and imputes to you what? Righteousness, not because of anything you're doing. Are you listening to me? He imputes to you. What is righteousness that ordinarily you don't merit? But just because we are in the midst of his people. Praise the Lord. The property of living is to change or assimilate to his own nature. The meal of dove with which it is mixed. So, the property of the grace of Christ is to change the whole soul into his own likeness. And God intends that this principle she continued to soul till all is living. In other words, every day you come in, there's a transmission of God's grace into your life, bringing you to the place of the full likeness of his own nature. He's bringing you to be like him. It's like scripture always say, the more we behold him, the more we become like him. 
Praise the living God. That is why you don't forsake the assembly of the saints. Because the transmission of grace to your soul, the manifestation of God's grace to your soul, is done within the kingdom sphere. So as you join up with God's people, there is this grace that is flowing within the congregation unknown to you and bring it to a higher level of God's grace experience. Praise the Lord. I want you to understand that Christ was speaking this very prophetic in relation to the coming kingdom, in relation to the new covenant that was bringing forth. But what I want you to understand is this. Just like one apple cannot destroy the whole nation, even so in the kingdom, just a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Are you getting it? It simply means your coming together brings you to a higher level of God's experience much more than you could experience on your individual level for not being in the meetings. So God wants you to continue to be in the meetings because a little leaven will live in the whole lump when it comes to the kingdom. The transmission of grace, the transmission of righteousness, the imputation of righteousness to your life is made manifest as you come into the congregation of God's people. Hallelujah. What you don't qualify for as an individual, but because you are in the midst of his people, you begin to receive it. Grace flows from his congregation. I will show you that when I move down. But let me show you something. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 38. You see, the Bible says, And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, and every, I mean, very much cattle. Mixed multitude. What it means to say here was, when the children of Israel were living in Egypt, some people saw something in that movement who were not even Egyptians. I mean, who were not Israelites. So some slaves, some Egyptians even, joined up themselves to the children of Israel because they saw something in that movement. You get what I'm talking about. That's why I'm talking about mixed multitude. Non-Israelite joined themselves. And as many as find themselves in the camp of the Israelites, what happened to the Egyptians never happened to them. There was a preservation for their life because they joined up to the very household of faith. It takes wisdom to escape the destruction in the world. And where do you find that? In the household of faith. That's why the Bible refers to the house as our refuge. A lot of people can't see this. But some Egyptians saw. Some slaves in the land saw. And they decided to join themselves to the children of Israel when they were living in Egypt. Now the glory of God, everything that was a beauty of glory, that God was doing for the children of Israel, they partook of it, even though they were not Israelites. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Those who faithfully could follow them along the line, they ate the manna that the children of Israel ate, and yet they were not Israelites. 
This is the point. So what you are not even qualified for, but just because you are in the midst of God's people, you will receive it. What ordinarily you will be struggling to get, just because you are in the midst of God's people, as long as the blessing, don't forget, I will not destroy the cluster because there is a blessing in it. That blessing flows into your life. I was sharing it with my wife yesterday. Talk to me. What do you think about what we're talking about? Because a lot of people are sending messages across the nation as regards this particular blessing. I mean this message. So many people have been blessed by reason of this message. And we're discussing. And I ask her a question. You tell me. What do you see in this message? And just share something with me. That ordinarily if you were to be the one to go share the message, what will you share? He said, I will talk about Abraham and Lot. Very accurate. Remember you mentioned that in the office when you came in. Look at Lot. Lot was not qualified for anything. How did he become so prosperous? God never blessed Lot. God blessed Abraham. Abraham took Lot with him. And because he took Lot with him, the blessing on his life began to flow to Lot. Lot was not blessed by God. It was Abraham that was blessed by God. The blessing was in the life of Abraham. But he flowed to Lot because he joined himself unto Abraham. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So if you find yourself in a house that is blessed, then automatically you're going to be blessed. Because a blessing in that house will grow up for you. Are you listening to me? There are many things you struggle to do and get in life. It's easy for you to get them when you're in the midst of God's people. Because the blessing pronounced upon the people begin to rest upon your life just like god blessed abraham and lot went with him and lot also become very prosperous you know the trouble they had was because the herdsmen of lot and that of abraham they couldn't find enough land to graze meaning lot had become so prosperous just like abraham was prosperous are you listening to me i'll give you a story here sometime I read, I think, in the U.S. or there about, I can't remember. But there was a lawyer that has a chamber and it was not succeeding. He wasn't getting jobs. So he went to an older lawyer in the community. And he told the man, man, I'm not getting anything to do. I don't know if I didn't study well, so I need to come to you so that you show me the way to go to get some jobs. And the man told him, okay, you come to me in the evening tomorrow. And then the next evening, this younger lawyer went to the older one. And then I just put them, them, you know, little shorts. And then they start walking the streets. And we're just discussing some other things. He was asking questions. They were talking. And they walked around the whole community as it were. And they came back to the chamber and said, you can go. And I said, but you haven't told me anything, any secret of what I'm going to do about the business. He said, don't worry, just go. Just about the next day or so, just begin to come to this man's chamber. And the man began to ask the question, what is going on? People were not looking for him. They were not giving him jobs to handle. So he went back to the old lawyer. And he said, did you tell the people to come give me jobs? And he said, no, I never told anybody anything. 
He said, but how come that I'm getting jobs after our movement? He said, the people just recognize that if you can associate with me, then you can do what I can do. The secret was they identified you with me. That if I'm that good, I will not associate with somebody who is not good. Is anybody going to look at him? And that's why people say, show me your friend and I will tell you who you are. Praise the Lord. So this younger lawyer began to get jobs because people saw him working in company of the older lawyer. And they just rated him that this boy must be intelligent, otherwise he will not work with that good man. The company you keep is so vitally important. Grace is transmitted. Blessing is transmitted, just like we are. And God said, as far as his kingdom is concerned, it's like a living. You move in there, and then you begin to explode. There is something within the kingdom of God that gets you to a place that ordinarily you never wanted to be. There is a blessing in the cluster. Are you still following what I'm saying now? Praise the living God. So this mixed multitude followed the children of Israel because they begin to see that there is a God in the midst of these people and they join themselves to the camp. They have to move with the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. They got a blessing that the children of Israel were supposed to get. Don't, don't forget, they were supposed to be Egyptians. They were supposed to be killed. And all of those things. How did they get their protection? They joined themselves to the camp of the people of Israel. It takes wisdom to find safety. Are you still there with me? I'm not asking you not to pray. It's important. I pray. You need to pray. It's vitally important you pray. But I'm saying the company you keep, the household of faith, is so vitally important in the transmission of the grace that you may be looking for as an individual. Praise the living God. Go with me to the book of Psalm 105, verse 37. Psalm 105, verse 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. He brought them forth with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. God is not going to allow feebleness in the midst of his church. Are you done with me? If you must escape being feeble, being weak, being discouraged in life, lack of faith in life, all you need to do is to join yourself with the camp of God's people. He brought them out with silver and gold. Now, you remember what happened in silver and gold matter here? When they were living in Egypt, God told them, just go and take from the people. And they were gathering their silver and gold. In fact, scripture say the Israelites spoiled the Egyptians. Have you read that in the Bible? Exodus chapter 12. Now, the point is this. You must understand something. 
all the years that they were in Egypt, they've been laboring as slaves. Now it's time for them to go. God asked them to collect their wages for those number of years that they've been in Egypt. So the silver and gold that they picked from the Egyptian equals the salary they were supposed to have earned for those number of years. But there's something very strict about this again. Even this thing we they collected, the Bible said they were meant for the use of God. And that's why I discovered that when they go to the place of building the temple, Moses spoke to them, any man that is willing, let him bring. It was from the things they collected from the Egyptians that they built the temple in the wilderness. So God blesses you for the sake of his kingdom. You have to understand that. It's a primary factor you have to understand. Why are you blessed? Why do you want to be blessed? For the sake of his kingdom. Somebody sent me a video yesterday. Kenneth Kounder, I think of Zambia. He's now 95 years old. The bungalow he built, I think before he became president or whatever, he's still living in the bungalow. The two cars he's driving were bought for him by his sons. He has no bodyguard or securities. Up to date. The point is this. If he were to be somebody who is covetous, you know what happens as an ex-president. His security men must be there. His monthly salary or whatever, pension, must always come in. This man is not me taking any. You see, when you understand life, you begin to realize that all of these things we are actually pursuing amounts to nothing. A man's life does not equate with the things which he does possess. They are not the same thing. 95 years, and some people came in yesterday on the video, and they were just singing his praise, and he came out of the room and dancing. 95 years, he could be walking by himself. Clean hands, clean spirits. I don't know him that much, but that's the best I've known him. You don't need all of these things for anything. Praise the living God. Are you still following what I'm talking about? So here the Egyptian God is wisdom, the one with these people. And God is saying here, he brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none. Not one of them was feeble among the tribes. You are going to be strong. I say you are going to be strong. We are going to be strong. <laughs> Glory to God. Not one feeble among them. I mean, it's challenging. The word feeble actually is something that it talks about being unfit for the line of match. Sometimes, let me, let me go on. I'll just show you something very important. Actually, it means to torture, to wave, to stumble. And when I was looking at this man yesterday at 95, though somebody was trying to assist him, but no, he could walk by himself, he could be dancing towards the people. 
that came to dance in the front of his house. That's the kind of life I think God wants his people to live. Moses was 120 years of age. And the Bible says his eyes were not feeble. I mean, they were not dimmed. He was not weak. Caleb said, when you gave me this promise, I was 40 years. Now I'm 80, but I'm still strong. I need to go possess my own possession. That means at 80, he still wants to go to the one front. There is something in the life of God that we are all missing. How old are we? But how strong are we? But I'm saying, God is saying, when it comes to his church, there's no feebleness. And he's going to take that from every one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means to torture, it means to weaver through weakness of the legs, especially the ankle, by implication to falter, to stumble, to faint, or to fall, to cast down, to be decayed. That's what it means to be feeble. You can go on and on. But God is going to take our weakness from the midst of his people in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because when he brought them out, there was no feeble among them. And then the part, the other part, the A part test is something. When he brought them out, he didn't bring them out with empty hands. He brought them out. Listen, you're coming from the war, it's like you're coming to the kingdom of God. Give me first, I mean, Colossians 1, 12 and 13. The wall is like Egypt. You come into church unto the kingdom. It's like you've been delivered from the world, which is Egypt, into God's kingdom. So what the Egyptians are supposed to be experiencing, you are not supposed to experience it. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made of me to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and lights. Verse 13. Who have delivered us? Not that you are going to be delivered. Who have delivered us from what? The power of darkness and has done what? Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who have delivered us? You are not going to be delivered. You have been delivered from the war. You left a realm to another realm. That's why the kingdom is not something that is coming tomorrow. You love the world, you come into the kingdom. You have to understand that. Who have delivered us and translated us through his blood into another realm of existence, which is the kingdom of his dear son. If you were feeble in the world, by reason of your translation, you cannot be feeble anymore. Because when the children of Israel left Egypt, they came in strong and healthy all through the wilderness. None of them were feeble. Are you still following this? Colossians 1, 12 and 13. I remember sharing this scripture in 2010 in Singapore. And there was a family in the congregation. They said they were crumbled. In fact, they were walking like this. Both the mother and the father and the senior boy in the family. They were all bent, walking like this. They can't walk straight. 
And they've been there for three good years in that particular fellowship. We went to the meeting and then they called me to speak. I just said, open to the scripture. And we were talking about it, how the blood delivered us. And if I knew, deliverance was taking place in the midst of the people. The next day, the, the senior girl and the family came to me. And they asked me a question. Pastor, I don't know how you come to start preaching. Your poster, I mean the poster, your name is not there. Your picture is not there. So we're surprised when I call you to start preaching. And when he starts speaking on this scripture, before he starts saying that, he asked me a question. Do you use dollars? I said, ask me again. I'm a child of the kingdom. Whatever currency in the world, I use it. Rupee, yen, dollar, euro. Eh? What do you have? And then she said, I ask you because three months ago before this conference, God spoke to me the first time that I should take my salary and change it from Singapore dollar to American dollars. I didn't know why. So I did and I kept it. And we came to this shop three years ago because of the problem we have. They told us we are suffering in the family because we left Hinduism to Christianity. And that's why we came to this church. We'll be going around. We finally came here for the past three years. But my father, my mother, my other brother, they still walk this way with pains all the time. But when he started speaking yesterday, my father stood up. My mother stood up. My brother stood up. Everyone of them strengthened when we got back home. Now everyone of them look at them. They can walk straight without bending down. That's why I have brought this money for you. In the night, God said, this is why I ask you to keep the money. Take the money and give it to them. So he brought the money to me, 600 US dollars. The first time I bought a tablet in my life was that money. Just that scripture alone, just understanding that scripture, you'll be translated from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. What befalls people outside is not supposed to befall you. What you were suffering before you became a believer, you are not supposed to go through it anymore. Praise the living God. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 22. 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 22. Bible says, there much more. Those members of the body we seem to be more feeble and necessary. <laughs> now, when, you, when, when Israel came out, none of them was feeble as they go to the wilderness. Here the scripture is saying, even if there are some feeble people among you, and I want, you to, sh I want to show you what happens if you were feeble before you came into the house. The Bible is saying you are still necessary within the house. Hallelujah. And the word here, asthenes in the Greek, means strengthless, no strength, in various applications. It means feeble, it means impotent, it means sick, without strength, it means weak, weakness, etc. Even the weak people among us, they are necessary. And there is reason for that. Because I'm going to show you. That is to say, you don't despise anyone because the person is weak. Are you still here with me? 
Now go with me to Zacharias chapter 12, verse number 8. Zechariah 12, verse number 8. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David. Hallelujah. And the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. Can you see anything there? In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem and he that is feeble among them. First Corinthians 12 said, even the feeble among you are necessary. Now Zechariah is saying there is something that happens to those who are feeble. Hallelujah. There is something that happens to those who are feeble. Right in the midst of the congregation. Amen. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now who is it defending? The church. The inhabitants of Jerusalem. The congregation of the children of God. In that day. And I want to believe that God is doing that right now as well. Praise the living God. In that day shall the Lord God defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David. What is it supposed to mean? David brought down Goliath. That means there's going to be strength. There's going to be wisdom. There's going to be extra power that you least expected. The weak one among us shall be as David. Praise the living God. Now, take it from the message so that you can get it clear. Message translation. Zechariah 8, verse number 8. I mean 12, verse number 8. On the big day, I will look after everyone who lives in Jerusalem. Glory to God. I will look after. In times like this, God is looking after. Praise the Lord. I'll look after. What do I mean to look after? To take care. What do I mean to look after? To protect. What do I mean to look after? To preserve. I will look after. I will protect. I will preserve everyone who lives in Jerusalem. Not the one that lives outside of Jerusalem. His eyes is on Jerusalem, which is the church. So that the loneliest, the weakest, person will be as glorious as David. Glory to God. In looking after, he's not only preserving you, he's empowering you. He's delivering you from weakness. He's giving you strength. He's empowering you financially, health-wise. I will look after everyone that lives in Jerusalem. The loneliest of all. The weakest person among us. God is saying he's going to look after you. He's going to preserve your life. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to empower you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The weakest one in Jerusalem. God has mind for you. I will look after them. I will take care of them. And they are going to become strong like David. Hallelujah. Amen? 
They'll be as glorious as David. And the family of David itself will be like God or God-like. The family of David itself will be God-like. Like the angel of God held in the people. Praise the Lord. Now what I want you to pick out there is the issue of the feebleness. When they came out of Egypt, none of them was feeble. He took care of all the tribes. And 1 Corinthians 12 is telling us, even if you are feeble, you are necessary. And Zechariah is saying, if you find feebleness in your life, and because you join up to the people of God, you are right on the midst of Jerusalem, I am going to look after you, I am going to take care of you, oh glory to God. I am going to heal your weakness, I am going to strengthen you, I am going to empower you, because you are where? In Jerusalem. I want you to see the importance of being in the cluster. For in the cluster, there is life. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? He that is feeble among them shall be as David. There is a marked difference between Judaism and Christianity. You also have to understand that. So clear, fool. I mean, efficient shall be the salvation of believers under the gospel and the grace of God. That the feeblest among them shall be as strong and as full of courage and successful as David when he went against Goliath. I want you to understand what God is saying to us in this particular passage. You see, you could be feeble in your body. You could be feeble financially. You could be feeble even in terms of joy. Any area wherein there is a lack, wherein there is a weakness, God said, I'm watching over you. To make sure that area that is low is brought to its fullness. I see some of you getting healed. A sick strength coming upon your life. Whatever area of lack that you have, I see God ministering to his fullness in that area in the name of the Lord Jesus. No matter how feeble you are, he say even the feeble ones are necessary. What it means is, let them come in. Let them just come in. And I will take care of their feebleness. I will take care of their, their lack of joy. I will take care of the weakness in their life. I will take care of the sicknesses in their life. Let the feeble ones come. And as I watch over Jerusalem, they shall be like David's glorious courageous, strong, powerful and they will turn out to be people who will lead others that's why I said the family of David shall be like God to lead other people that means God is bringing you from the rear to the front line he's bringing you from behind to the front seat are you following what I'm talking about? praise the living God the house of David as the angel of the Lord the family, the church of the true David with the Lord Jesus Christ shall be as the angel of the Lord. Uh, shall stand in the divine presence like Gabriel was. For Christ has said that before. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall do what? They shall see God. So we all, with open faith, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. are changed from glory to glory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 18, you can read that on your own. Praise the living God. 
Are you following what I'm talking about? You see, God is not going to permit your witnesses to remain forever. He's not going to permit your feebleness to remain forever. He's not going to permit your financial inefficiency. How do I describe that? Whatever low level of finances you are, there is a grace God wants to pump into your life that will trigger you. He's watching over everyone. That is the house of David. So you see, as we are here, your, your realm of feebleness is different from mine. Yours could be in finance. Others could be in health. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But whatever area of feebleness, God is making a promise to you this morning. He wants to lift you out of that realm. He wants to heal that feebleness. For when he brought the people out from Egypt, there was none feeble among them. He healed every one of them. And so shall it be for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Take a final scripture. Ephesians 4 verse 11 of 16. I want you to get this right. That in just being in fellowship, there is a connectivity. There is, there is a union that supplies. Ephesians 4 verse 16. Bible says, for whom? Talking about God now, or Christ. For whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted, but of which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This is where we come together. We supply as the body. You see. All of your muscles, they supply each other. Is that okay? That's the way the church is. All joints supplying. So when we come together, your weakness is, is like it diminishes because of my strength. I don't know if I get what I'm talking about here. For whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. We meet the needs of one another in and out of love. So whatever thing you are lacking, God expects that the church will supply and make it up. Praise the living God. There is a measure of supply that you can give to one another. As you come together. And just like we're discussing this morning. When you don't see your brother in fellowship. The only stress upon you. To check. That's part of the supply. He's supplying grace. A simple phone call. To your brother. Who you have not seen for two days. It's a supply of grace. Into the life of that individual. That triggers motivation. That causes for the things that ordinary he, ordinary he wouldn't have done. That he'd be able to come to do it. A little triggering phone call. Checking one another. You are supplying grace to each other. You're doing this out of love. You see your brother who is low. And you know you can be able to do something about it. Don't hesitate. That is why you are together. It's one body. You supply the need of each other. 
God uses men to supply the need of other people. God uses the brother to supply the need of other brethren in the fellowship. Listen closely to what God says. Believe in what God is calling you to do. Trust in the supply that God is asking you to reach out to, to make available to other people. Listen closely to what God wants done. He said in his house, there should be no feeble person. Anyone that is slow, God is intended. By reason of the joint supply, we all come to equal level. God wants a balanced society. God wants a place where everybody rejoices. God wants a place where everybody is happy. He wants to supply the joy through each and every one of us in love. Praise the living God. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? What am I saying? In this cluster, which is a church, there is a blessing. And so, even if there was anything that would have destroyed the cluster, by reason of the blessing, there's not going to be destruction. And as long as you are here, as long as you are within the body, God is going to preserve your life. That's why I say my eyes are upon them, everyone that is in Jerusalem. God is watching. No matter what happened, God is watching. God is going to preserve. God is going to keep you. God is going to sustain you. And not just that, He's going to meet your needs. Praise the living God. Did you catch what I said this morning? We can go back to where we start from and read it again while we pray. Isaiah 65, verse number 8. Thus says the Lord, as a new wine is found in the cluster, and one sayer destroy it not, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. There is a blessing in the cluster. And may you begin to partake of the blessing. May that blessing in the cluster begin to come upon your life. May that which God have for you begin to locate you. Stand up somebody. I just need you to talk to the Father. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.